everybody, welcome to the gymnasium with XFL Jim and Chase. Ooh. What's, up, what's up, dude? What's up, buddy? I haven't stopped smiling since Saturday. That's what's up. That was just one. It was uh, a epic win for us. And two, it was an epic win for the XFL. It was just wins. It was dubs all around. Everyone felt good, except unless you're like a DC Defender fan. That's true. You then you kind of feel probably shitty a little then, bit. Then you probably feel a little shitty, but I felt good. We felt vin- vindicated for our nice sh- our nice little future. 14 to 1. 14 to 1 chase. What did they open at? What was the the futures for our They were if I open? remember right, dep- I mean, let me look it up real quick. So if I can see XFL 2023 futures uh tracker let's see there's usually they had to be like first or second pick i think i believe they were top three for sure so they opened up here we go thank you um sports betting time for actually tracking a little bit of this renegades opened up at plus 465 so we got more than three times that dc opened up at seven to one and only went down yeah we got the Renegades at literally even higher than what sports uh, sports tracking dime. Even what their highest says twelve eighty. Uh, don't think so. Nope. We got it larger. So we got it on the right time, man. The opening up the Arlington Renegades plus four sixty five were the third best odds. So it was them, the Sea Dragons, and the Battle Hawks. Boom. Boom. That's all I can say. Boom. Boom. I mean, I had the conflict of I, I like the sweat whenever we have, you know, something to sweat out. And that was as close to, to a no sweat as you that was, possibly that was get. Pretty no sweat. As as far as no sweats go, I feel like that one was actually at least kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. I I, I think to the credit of the XFL. And I think this is something that it's a criticism of the USFL that I have still and the XFL kind of kind of highlighted it, which is um, I feel like the XFL, like everyone is eager to take advantage of the new and unique rules. Oh, yes, we We saw that a lot this year. And so it led to some very close games. It led to some very exciting games. And even within this championship game, which was at an absolute blowout, it still ended up one score, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I think that's a credit to the rules. Uh, I, I mean, I think if you're going to keep your viewer, if you're going to get high ratings and retain those ratings, like keep those viewers the entire way through, these rules are the perfect way to do it because it keeps every single game exciting. I love that the fact that you say you're two, down two scores in the fourth quarter. You're down like 20 points even. You're down 20 points. If you score a quick touchdown, nine points right there. And then yeah. you come back and you do the fourth and 15 and get it. And then you're right back in it. Right. And it's like the USFL. You you don't see anyone like eager to. I don't think I've seen a single three-pointer attempted. I don't know what you do if you're the. Because the USFL, they have the rules in place. Right. And I don't know specific. Like. Maybe it's just the old funny dead coaches. Maybe you try. That's, and what, get- I, that's what I think it is. Cause it seems like the XFL coaching wasn't as 
heavy on NFL vets, it seems like, except for players, of course. Yeah, they had players. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, you still have like Jim Hazlitt, uh, in a couple other players who have, who've, or coaches who have coached the NFL, but like still they, they, they were, they seemed more eager to experiment with like the double four pass to go for three things like that, that, that you just, you're not seeing in the USFL. The USFL is more like business as usual football. It is. And there's, there's, I, I like it in that regard for some reason, but there's something special and it, it kind of makes the XFL stand out a bit. I think so too. I, I feel, Ugh. I don't know. I, right now, if you were, you were to ask me which, who has a better like on field product, like, I think it would be fairly even, but if you were to ask me who has a better, like production, like television product, then I think it would be, uh, I think it would be hands down uh, the XFL. There's each league has their, their pluses and minuses. I think that'd be a really fun episode to do after the USFL ends is kind of do like a look back at both leagues and see how they compare and contrast. Cause right. I like, obviously the USFL's TV deal, in my opinion is, much better than the XFL's TV deal. But I think the XFL in some regards doesn't take itself as seriously in some respects. That sounds about right. Which I would I, agree. These leagues is a, is a bonus because the biggest things we criticized about the XFL this year were when they took themselves a little too seriously, like when they canceled the beer snake, when the rock gets a little too into himself. Uh, right. Right. When they the start fact- to take themselves a little too seriously, that's when they start to get a little cringy. And I'm just like, oh, come on, we're having fun here. The, I think my number one knock of the XFL this season was that uh, the number one advertiser for the XFL uh, was the XFL. Like it's, it was I, uh, like, I have that in my notes uh, for my just like XFL gyms retrospective where I, I'm going to, I'm probably going to cry in this video um, yeah, talking yeah. about the whole, the whole season and what it meant to me. But one of my criticisms was uh, that I, one thing that I really want to see next year in year two is um, get some other sponsors and advertisers in there because everything felt like it was just all the rock stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, like if you can't get ball raisers to sign on, then you're doing television wrong. You're yes. doing anything sports related wrong. If you yes. can't get a manscaped deal, I we like had he, a manscaped. Deal. Yeah, I feel like anyone can get a manscaped deal. We had a manscaped deal. That should tell you something. We will gladly take another Manscaped. I'll take another one. I'll make I'll make several commercials. Yeah. Ah, ah. Ah. I want to see more sponsors, and then I want to see better. We this is our biggest criticism about the USFL year one. I want to see more advertisements for the league itself, and better advertisements for the league itself. I feel like that's something that the USFL has done way better year two is posting on social media interacting with people and advertising the league much better. I feel like shout out to Fox for doing that for the USFL. I feel like we need to get ESPN. We need to kick someone in the nuts and get them to be like, Hey, this is fun. You guys got good viewership. You have engaged fans market to them. Yeah, absolutely. Chase, let's take a look back at the XFL 2023. Actually, let's look even further back. Okay. So March of 2020, the height of the XFL's 2020 season were Midweek, I just saw a post on Twitter by Sam Schwartzstein, who was the basically shout out him for even he was the the main guy for coming up with the rules of the 2020 XFL. He's like the progenitor of this beauty that we have before us. He was talking about they were just about to send in for the trophy, and then shut down. 
completely shut down. So I was in the darkest place I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I had just, I hadn't watched a majority of the season, but I had just you, gotten into Did you it. tune in at all to the AAF in 2019? I think I saw like a couple games, but not enough to say that I was like an AAF fan. Like I was slowly becoming an XFL fan in 2020. The AAF was like, so obviously like 2001 XFL, I'm a little, little kid. I'm like seven years old. Right. So I'm not really paying attention to spring football, let alone most other sports. Yeah. Uh, I kind of looked that back at that with a retrospective of loving it. The AAF is where I really kind of like started developing spring football. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. This will work. And then Vince McMahon announces the XFL coming back. I'm like, okay, I'm super hype about this. Yeah. I hadn't been doing any content stuff. So I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to do my, I'm going to get weird. I'm going to get into spring football. Shout out John Snow in the chat. What up, What's John up, my Snow? dude? And we did it, and it was awesome. It was fun. I went to two games. It was great, and then it shut down. I don't know what's going on. Then the USFL announces, okay, now we have this going on. Now we have The Rock buying the XFL. What's going on with that? And to see the season start up, be as good as it was, and finish is just mwah. It's everything yeah. I've wanted in life. It's it's a shame that we have to say it, but... It, you you have to consider the fact that they played an entire season and had a championship game to be a, a overwhelming success. Uh, was it two spring football leagues in the last what like fifteen years? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon at, in the slightest. I I kind of think that right now, especially with the television deals that they have, I mean, you can say like the eighties USFL was the was the height of spring football, but I think we're living in the golden era of it right now. I think we're about to. I think we said it for the USFL, and I'm going to say it for the XFL. The first hurdle is year one. And then I think the next step, I think it's year one, year five, and then it goes by fives, like year one, uh, maybe year three. Year one, year three, year five, and then year ten. Those are yeah. those are my, like, goalposts. And I want to That's see, fair. I want to see how we – I want to get there, first of all, and then I want to see, like, how the league develops. When do we start talking expansion? I know it's early now, but, it, like, whatever it's fun yeah. to do it's fun to, it's fun to talk about when do we talk about actually putting the teams in the market in their, in their respective markets like, i think that'll make a huge difference for the usfl for the usfl that'd be amazing when do we actually see teams not flying out of arlington but actually staying in the markets for the xfl when do we see like fan engagement with the teams in their cities when do we see potential team owners right i think it's year three i think that's a big one i think i think year three because Year one, there's the novelty factor of it's it's starting and coming back, and there's like even throughout the whole year, there's that novelty factor. Year two is kind of the prove it year, which right. is the USFL is going through it right now, and I think they're doing a really good job of proving it. And then yeah. year three is when you get, I would assume, the buy-in, where for people who saw it like proven in year two, now people yeah. are like, okay, this is something we can get into and potentially make money from. Considering just how good the level of football and the USFL went from year one to year two. I'm so There's excited. So much to be excited about for XFL. I'm so two. excited. The, so much. The parody in the USFL this year compared to last year is drastically better. Yes. 100%. 100%. Like that, the North in the USFL <laughs> might have more parody than in any di division in football. Every honestly. team, every team was what? Two and three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at this point last year, I don't think we could have even foreseen a team beating the Stallions. We just had what, in your, my opinion, was the worst team beat the best team. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, 
pretty much. And two straight weeks, they beat good teams, yes. which is insane. Yes. Uh, I am extremely hype for what the XFL could do in year two, based on just what I'm seeing from the USFL. I'm so excited. I want to see better advertising. I want to see more sponsors. I want to see ESPN push it a little bit better. And I want to know if they do, like, I want to see what the whole draft situation is. I want to know what that's about. Right, right. It's going to be, it's, it's, that, that's the thing about the, the XFL, especially with how many people that they got signed to some sort of contract uh, out of, out of this season. It's going to be interesting to see what they return and what, what it looks like. You have to start speculating about what coaches come back. Like, cause it could be that there's a coaching change and Orlando Terrell Buckley just decides it's not worth it. And next thing you know, Orlando's a decent decent team it could be i mean he could just be like okay yeah i will still want to live in florida and retire and not die yeah this is this is killing me yes it is killing me inside every single time so you talked about players getting signed so day one of their ability to sign contracts is open let's go through the list real quick cj brewer d lineman houston roughnecks makes sense he's on the bucks now yep. lucas dennis safety for the battle hawks is on the falcons okay benedinucci is gonna do you think uh, he's he's backing up Russell Wilson now for the Broncos? Do you think Ben DiNucci sees the field at all? This he, year? Possibly, yes. I, I think I think, I think you're gonna see one or two games. I think he could. Um, I don't think he'll be very good in those games. Yeah, because I feel like the worst of Ben DiNucci comes out when he's playing against the best opponents. Let's see. Let's see what what Ben DiNucci looks like after he's been coached by Sean Payton for a little bit. I do want to see that. I do want to see that. Austin Fioli, D lineman for the Sea Dragons. He was awesome. Uh, he's on the Seahawks now. Jack Heflin, D-lineman for the Roughnecks on the Saints, your Saints. Mm-hmm. Antoine Jackson, D-lineman for the Sea Dragons on the Panthers. Nico Lalos, linebacker for the Seattle Sea Dragons on the Saints. LaCal London, D-lineman Battlehawks, is on the Falcons. John Parker Romo, we're both homo for Romo. He is now a kicker for the Detroit Lions. Bryce Thompson, safety Seattle Sea Dragons, is on the Dolphins. And Barry Wesley, offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks, is on the Falcons. So right now, this is a bunch of the teams that were already knocked out. So they, they these players had time to like go and do that. Right. Stuff. We will we will see defenders uh, get here. We will see Renegades players. We will see yeah, other. There will I be a big list. You'll see a lot of that defenders defense. You'll see a lot of that Renegades defense. Uh, two names I'm looking. I'm. I'm thinking or probably get called next time we do this or Davin Bellamy and uh, Santos Ramirez. I 1000% agree. I would also would not be surprised to see. I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see Lewis Perez get like a shot. He deserves it. Like he's just a good, I feel like he's great to have in the, yeah, John Snow. Yes. He will get a shot because Russell Wilson blows to she's going to get the shot. I, I think Perez is just a great, he's, he's a quick learner. Like he can mm-hmm. learn playbooks. Really. I feel like he's a good scout team guy at the very least. No, I agree. I agree. I, 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 at this point, the man deserves another shot. I would say after the way that he played down the stretch for the for the Renegades, like oh, dude, when he was when he was tearing up for that trophy. Oh, oh, oh! I was getting it right in the field. So good. But with fifty players getting like training camp offers, I expect we see that number go up and up and up. Yeah, I agree. I think you'll, you you will see a lot of Renegades defense. You'll see a lot of defenders, defensive players. What was your favorite part of the season? Um, let's see. I have an easy one for me. For- I don't know. I think the Guardians beating DC. That was so so good. <laughs> that might be the the top. 
That might be the tip top. I sure. stood alone on the mountaintop. You did. You I did. stood alone. I I decided to not toot my own horn for this this question, so I will say your call of the Guardians money line against uh the defenders. Mine was a stretch. Mine was week 7 to week 9 where every single game was a one score game every week. Right. Oh, it, the watch it, and like that's where we really started getting into watching along on stream and like developing that. Oh god, it was just it was some of the most fun I've had in years. The the live streams were hands down a highlight. Like those are so fun. I'm glad I don't know why I decided to do them. But it's been fun. Cuz you owned the moment, Jim. It's been fun. I just I'm so happy the XFL finished their season. I'm looking forward to year 2. What do we think of the USFL this week? Uh, the week five craziness curse, I think. I think so. Cause we had, we had four dogs win. Fortunately, I was on two of them. I was not on the other two ones, which I mean, we're admittedly a little bit of a stretch. You basically uh, just murdered Saturday and then you should have taken Sunday off. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I will say, I think that new Orleans is a risky prospect for futures, even though they are the favorites now because they will play to whoever's level that they are playing to. And they prove that they can't do that and win every single time against the showdies on set on Sunday. The showdies might be just, I think Cole Kelly kind of unlocks on this team. Kind of legit. Kind of, I, which for me, I I'm, I'm even though I I'm hashtag not my showdies, um, because of Todd Haley, uh, good for Cole Kelly. I think Cole Kelly's looked pretty good. I think he's brought something out. Uh, the huge story has to be the Maulers. Uh, I think uh, that was the yes. last time, hands down, that we get the Maulers at plus money uh, until they play a team from the South, I think. And I I think that right now... Uh, they're they're starting the best team score, in the North. They're starting to score touchdowns. And there's because they're starting to score touchdowns, the rest of the teams in the North have to be terrified. So the USFL like posted their power rankings this uh, recently. Let me see what the actual standings are. They got to be. So they're right now they're technically number two in the North because of the point differential, but they're the best team in the North right now. I think. I don't know if I could say hands down because every team's probably pretty close, but their defense is the best easily. And if that offense is unlocked, like Chase is saying they are, they're the best team. And they're that's it. That's super the life of the playoffs. Best team. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually I I punched in, and I wish I would have done it last week because it was double yep. this. Yep, yep, yep. But I just got them punched punched in at seven to one. I would really wish. I said I was going to do it, and then just forgot, and it got locked whenever the game started. I wish I would have punched in at fourteen to one. God, I wish I would have. Let's see. Do they have the power? No, they don't have them up. Okay, so. I think I saw in the power rankings, breakers are one. What team do you think is number two in the power rankings right now? Stallions. It is not. Maulers. It is not. Generals then. It is not. Gamblers. It is the Houston Gamblers, sir. Okay. It I is mean, the Houston Gamblers. They're, I mean, I can't really knock it. I can't. I don't disagree. I can't disagree with it. Um, even without Kenji Bahar, they seem to be playing pretty well. Uh, they played against a team on, on Saturday. that just kind of shot themselves in the foot over and over again. Um, 
I mean, granted, they've they've gotten two big wins. They've covered against the the breakers. I don't know. I think that's a little bit premature. I I honestly I would have the Maulers above all of them. Yeah, let's do our power. Let's do our USFL power ranking. So at eight, let's start at the bottom. Um, I think I think I might put the the Panthers, the Stars. At the bottom, I'm going to put the Stars. I'll put the Stars. It's it's between the Panthers and the Stars for me right now. Uh, seven, I I would put the Panthers then. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, six, six would be Shoties. Six, I'm thinking Shoties. Five, I would go Generals. Yeah, five generals, four gamblers. I'd go stallions below gamblers right now. Yeah, Alex Magoo is fucking clown shoes. So yeah. yeah. So stallions, gamblers. And then generals. No, sorry. Do we already have the generals? No, generals at three. And then I put the maulers at two, breakers at one. Agree. I think and you could maybe you could maybe flip the generals and the gamblers. I wouldn't hate either one. Yeah. I'm telling you the the defense for the Maulers might be as good as any spring league defense that we've seen this year. It's, I mean, it was good last year. Their offense was just so terrible. And it's not scheme. It's not necessarily scheme. They just have some dudes who, who win the line of scrimmage every single time. Like Boogie. Boogie. Thank you. Boogie's top, top three favorite spring football player of all time. In my opinion for me, he's like, yeah. I, I agree. Him. Up love there. Death. Uh, look at headlines, Chase. Let's take a look. Mahler Shoties. Oh, I hate that these teams are playing each other because I would love to fade at least one of them. Uh, guess what? Maulers are a favorite. They're a favorite. Minus they, they two and have, a half. I was going to say they have to be a one and a half, two and a half favorite. It's a road favorite, though, because this is in Memphis. Um, yeah. Give me Still, give me the Maulers. Maulers minus two and a half. The total's 41 and a half. Give me the Maulers and give me the under. Yep, I'm gonna take that under too. I'm still gonna take under Muller's games. Um, Stallions Panthers, Stallions minus five over under 44 and a half. I'm saying everything like a question. The way that they're playing, I don't sprinkle, but I definitely play the Panthers and the points. I'll probably take the Panthers plus five. Should I do the rest of the show like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I would just kill myself. Uh, Breakers I- Stars. Um, guess the line. That's the line for the breaker stars. Breaker stars. I'm going to say the breakers are seven and a half, eight point favorites. Six and a half. Total at 44 and a half. I'm going to take the breakers, I think, there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take this over. I will take this. Uh, shoot me in the fucking face. I'm taking the over one last time with these teams. You know what? I, I, I am hesitant until the breakers show me that they don't play to the level of competition that they're playing against. Uh, give me the stars and the points. I don't hate that. Uh, generals gamblers. This is to our credit. Generals are minus one and a half. Generals minus one and a half. Give me the, oh. I'll probably sprinkle on the Gambies on the money line. I'd probably sprinkle on the Gambies too. Over under 45. Actually, you know what? I, I think this, the generals might be the play there because I don't think that very much more can go wrong than it did in their right. last game. Yeah, Darius Victor just like forgetting the ball and just like 
you know, fumbles for what should have been stupid scores. Usually does not do that. No. Usually does not do that. I was wondering, they had the XFL post at the sports book, and I wanted to see if you get early look ahead futures. So that's the other thing I want to talk about. So it looks like the XFL only does one year contracts. The one thing I would hate to see more than anything is these guys that are getting NFL contracts, they lose out on their contracts. If they come back to the XFL and they join a different team. Right. I right. Would I, I, would I, want con- I want them to like retain the rights. I want there to be some sort of, of continuity uh to to this like that's that's the big thing is like that's how like these usfl teams developed is they've had the same coaching staffs and they're getting the same players back so i i think whatever the usfl is doing to ensure continuity that's exactly what the the xfl needs to be doing exactly johnson says fade the official usfl top four power rankings every week take the showdies panther stars gamblers it's bold Let's see if it works out for him, Cotton. Well, we'll keep an eye on this. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this right now. Yep. But now, Chase, it's that time of year. That special time of year. Do you believe this is our, our third year doing this? It's it's actually crazy. So we started in 2021, and now it's – God damn, that's actually insane. We've been doing this for three years. For those of you who don't know, uh, around this time of year, me and Chase like to preview every single game of every single week – of college football and NFL action. That one black guy says three-year hype. Hell yeah, three-year hype. (laughs) Let's get it. It's week zero in college football. It's week one for the NFL. Week So we don't have times for these games right now, so these probably aren't the order, but this is the order that we're going to do them in. Right, right. FIU at Louisiana Tech. Give me La Tech against the airport. Yeah, I'm going to take La Tech in that one too. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. I'm going to be all over Vandy. Yeah, Hawaii was awful. I don't think there's anything that they could have possibly done to change that. I think there is a small improvement in Hawaii. And by small improvement, I mean maybe they get one or two upsets at home. Maybe maybe I won't bet every single Hawaii under. I'm betting. Well, I'm not going to bet this under because this is the kind of game where Vanderbilt actually could score like a shitload of points. Yep. Navy Notre Dame. In Dublin, Ireland. Listen, it's going to be ugly for Navy this year. It's going yes, to be. It's going to be. I Are we just going to like go ahead and say right here, we might be just fading the service academies this year? Pretty much. You've neutered. You've you with the rules changes in college football. You have neutered the triple option. It will not work anymore. So, uh, yeah, I, it's an easy play for Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame. We're both lockstep for these first three games. San Jose State at USC. I think uh, USC's. Gonna, I think USC is going to have a really good year. Yeah, I do too. USC. This is like the. This is one of the better teams Lincoln Riley's had under his belt. And and Cliff is back too as an OC. Yeah, yeah. UMass at New Mexico State. This is the game to start the season with, baby. That's right. Give Since- us the shit. Give me, give me New Mexico State at elevation. Uh, I'm gonna take UMass. I'm gonna take UMass here. This is our first disagreement. UTEP at Jacksonville State. Uh, UTEP. Yep, UTEP. Give me the El Paso, and then Ohio Bobcats at the San Diego State. So we have Maction versus the Mountain West. This How is, is that fair for me emotionally, Jim? This is not fair. I mean, at least it's not a directional Michigan school. Yeah. Uh, since they're going west. They're changing about two time zones. Go ahead and give me 
uh, Mountain Best Powerhouse San Diego State. I'm also going to roll San Diego State, and I'm looking to this total. I'm going to probably take the under. Week zero is always a little bit easier to get through, folks. That's actually all the games for week zero. It's it's so much. It'll get nothing but longer from here on out. Yeah, there's there's so many more games in week one. Oh my god. Oh my god. But now for the NFL week one, Thursday night, the Lions at the Chiefs. Give me the Lions. Woo! Super Bowl hangover. The Chiefs do start slow, right? The Chiefs start slow. The fact that you have the Chiefs, like half the people they had wide receiver playing wide receiver, they don't have yet. So it will essentially just be Travis Kelsey, which is enough to win a game typically. But I, I think the Lions are are fucking for real this year. Even so, with all the guys that are missing. Still. Okay. Yep. I, I'm still, I'm on the Lions here. Upset to, to start the season. Lions for me as well. And give me John Parker Roma to make the game winning kick. If there's a if there's a way I can bet on that, I if there's a God that. in heaven, that's how it will end. If there's a God in heaven, Sunday, Panthers at the Falcons. I'm uh, on the Falcons. I'm, I'm going to say you're going to have the Week One bump from Bryce Young because they don't have any tape on what the offense is going to look like. I'm going with the Panthers. I'm going with the Falcons, and that's probably all Uncle Rico rubbing off on me. Probably. He's, he's very high. He's, he's so high on the Falcons, and I just talked to him like a few days ago. Texans at the Ravens. Uh, I actually kind of like the Ravens to not only win the AFC North, but I like the Ravens to make a run at the Super Bowl this year. I, I, so have, the, I have the Super Bowl winning. I have the, the Ravens. I have a ticket on them winning the AFC. Yeah, I probably will be joining you in that. So give me the Ravens there. I did it before the uh, the contract was done being negotiated when that was all up in the air. I'm also on the Ravens. Bengals at the Browns. Um, I'm on the Browns. What is it? Uncle Rico said that this was a good spot for the Browns in week one, that he was already locked in. Who am I to doubt him? Let's go Browns. That's Yeah, that's basically why I did it. It's like, I'm going to take the Browns here. Uh the Jags at the Colts. Uh, I am going to go. I'm going to go with the uh, the Jags. Yeah, I think the Colts might be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. It's possible. Like they they they're going to go. They're going to be going into their like third straight year with with a dog shit quarterback. Who's their quarterback this year? Well, I mean, it'll probably be Anthony Richardson, right? Since they took him like fourth. Oh no, it's either, no, it's either him or it's um Gardner Minshew. Yeah, and as big of a Minshew fan as I am, it's no, it's not gonna be good. Yeah. Bucks at the Vikings. I'm Vikings. It's a 12. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a 12. Vikings. Bucks are gonna be terrible this year. Yes, they are. The Titans at the Saints. This is an interesting matchup. Let's go Saints. First first game of the Derek Carr era is a dub. Yeah, I think Derek Carr is a pretty noticeable improvement on what you guys have had for the last like year and a half. Yeah. The 49ers at the Steelers. I think that could be a good game. Yeah, give me the Steelers to start, especially if they're going to be starting Sam fucking Darnold at, in San Francisco. Dude, the issue is, I feel like you could put anyone back there for that 49ers offense and it'd be fine. True. That's true. I'm still going to go with the Steelers. I think the Steelers got the pieces that they that they needed this this year in the draft. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers as well. Cardinals at the Commanders. Oh God, this is a shit game. Might bet the tie in this one. Um, since they're at home, I'm just gonna go with Commanders. I'm gonna go Arizona early on. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. The Packers at the Bears. Uh, Chicago, you've had it too good for too long, as in a pretty nice offseason. Give me the Packers, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers too. Mostly because I think it feels like it would be like a just a nice fuck you to, to Aaron Rodgers. That too. Uh the Raiders at the Broncos. Uh, give me the Broncos. Uh yeah, I'm gonna take the Broncos as well. I just I the until Raiders get rid of their coach, I'm not going to take them at all. Here's a oh, I like I didn't realize we were I haven't looked at like my team schedule or anything like that. It's a good game. Dolphins at the Chargers, I think is a great game. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Dolphins here uh on the the best time to take the Dolphins is at the beginning of the season. That's uh, that's kind of gets hurt. That's my take too is I think the Dolphins I'm going to take them early then every they, they're kind of like, it felt like Chiefs light a little bit where people kind of caught on to what they were trying to do, just pure speed. Right. And started the season, I feel like that works really well. And right. I think the Dolphins are going to be better this year than they were last year. Give me the Dolphins right up. Eagles at the Patriots. Take the Eagles. Eagles. Yep. The Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to take Seahawks. Cowboys at Giants. I wish I knew what was going to happen with Saquon Barkley before this was a thing. Uh, but I'm going to say Cowboys week one. I think so too. And then Monday night football, it's the bills at the jets bills. I'm going to take the bills. I do think the jets defense is still going to be really good. I think this could be a very interesting game, but I'm going to take the bills. Yeah. This continues with my, uh, fuck Aaron Rodgers um, takes. I think we only disagreed on one or two games for both college and NFL. Well, when there's only like eight college football games, it makes it pretty easy. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. I, I looked ahead to week one. Uh, let's do one game. Uh, TCU, Colorado. Just to shit on Colorado. Oh, yeah. TCU. <laughs> oh, God. I, this, this XFL post coitus is still affecting me and my ability to think. Yeah. You need to sleep for like days. I need, I need to, I should have taken the week off of work. Chase, what do you got going on this week? I just preakness week. Uh, second leg. Of the Busy boy. Brown. Yeah. I will be all over the place. I will be on the sports gambling podcast on Thursday. Uh, I'll be doing my own podcast, the notorious OTB uh, on the sports gambling podcast network. We'll have three episodes coming out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, I'm always with this big galoot. Uh, we may or may not be picks porching Friday night. I have a feeling we probably will, though. It's up in the air. Who knows? You guys know where to find me. I will have XFL Gym special XFL retrospective video coming out this week. Hopefully Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Uh, to be determined. And, you know, around. we If we don't picks porch it, we might do a little late night X-Link, X-Link stream. X-Link stream. Yeah. We, might, we might do a little... little well, I'm might. down. I'm actually down for that. That would be perfect. I'm going to try and get that worked out too while I'm kind of sorting through all this stuff. But tune in, tune in, follow us on Twitter, follow Chase on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. That's where you find most of the updates for what's going on. Yeah. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate you. We love you. And bye bye. <laughs>